Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome, Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason, watch us, MileHighSports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. You didn't come back with a tan. You were in Los Angeles at Disneyland with the Rams, doing a little bit of work, taking pictures, taking your daughter around. How was it? It was great. I mean, I was even at the Disneyland Victory Parade. I know. Just kind of accidentally. Did you write it off as business? Yeah, I really should have because you I should have. I got some I got some tweets off of it, and uh, yeah, um, that's a good thing. I, I might have to uh, re uh, redo some of the accounting on the trip here. <laughs> Glad I could help. Yeah, thank you. You're really good at that sort of thing. But yeah, it was a good week. Now, look, I put on sunblock more than sunscreen because I'm pretty pale, and uh, and so I tend to not get a huge amount of of sun. Also. On the days that we were kind of outside, there were a couple of days where it was shirt sleeve weather. A couple of days it was, it was you know, like... This time, I don't want to hear weather. about the weather. How was yeah. the trip? How was well, no, the you're trip? saying the sunscreen. The trip was great. Yeah. The trip was great. A lot of, a lot of rides. A lot. By the way, have you ever been to California Adventure at Disneyland? No and no interest. Okay. I was going to say... Park. I think that's their best park. Is it? Yes. Okay. I think it's the best collection of rides that they have in a park. And, uh, and we had a lot of fun. Went on... There was a roller coaster that... I went on like six times, you know. Oh my god! I'm um, yeah, I'm I'm one of those. You people. are such a child. Hey, I, I, it's not just for the young; it's for the young They're, at heart. Well, you're paying for it, so you should enjoy the rides, right? Well, exactly. See, I mean, it's not cheap. And now that you're <laughs> going to get this big tax write off, you will have paid really for nothing. Good for you. Hey, good for you. Hey, real quick before we uh, get to the top of the show, I want to give a big shout out. They're not a sponsor on the show, but I want to give a big shout out to the guys at Big O Tires on Indiana and 64th in Arvada. Uh, Mandy had a flat tire. She was nowhere near that location. That's kind of where she lives. So she took it to a tire place and they gave her all kinds of wrong information. Nothing malicious, but they just did. So she took it back to Big O Tires, and she hooked up with Andrew, the manager on duty. And he looked into everything, and he said as nicely as he could, I think the other tire dealership made a mistake. As it turns out, they did wind up making a mistake. Andrew personally changed the tire. He didn't have one of his guys do it. He took care of it. He called her dealership where she leases her car to make sure all the specs were done correctly. That is the type of customer service everyone should want, but not, not everybody gets that type of customer service. Andrew and his crew tip of the cap to what you did for Mandy, big O tires, Indiana and 64th. I can now say I highly recommend them. If you take care of Mandy, you have taken care of me and my family and my friends, Andrew, Thank you again. Time now for The Lead. The Lead is presented by Smoke and Dave's Barbecue and Brew, Colorado's best barbecue since 2007. Go get some tonight in Denver, Centennial, Longmont, Lions, and Estes Park. All right, Packers General Manager Brian Gutenkist was is going to speak to reporters at 11 a.m. in Denver time at Lambeau Field. 
In the meantime, NFL writer Tyler Dunn was on the Colin Coward Show today and gave some insight into how Aaron Rodgers might be thinking as he gets ready to make his decision on whether he wants to be traded or not. Green Bay is willing to say, hey, we'll do whatever you want. Money, Tom Clements, weapons. Sit down here at the personnel table. We'll bring in Randall Cobb, your, one of your best friends, even though that might mean we don't bring in a core special teamer that could prevent disaster. For better or worse, Green Bay is going all in on Aaron Rodgers, and uh, it's in his court. It's in the quarterback's court. Whatever they did behind the scenes, Aaron Rodgers has that ability to get out if he still wants out. So we'll see what happens. I'll tell you what, I know he loves Nathaniel Hackett. I had a player tell me last spring that, you know, he may so like Matt LaFleur, tolerate Matt LaFleur, but he loves Nathaniel Hackett. That it's a, a quote, I don't want to mess this up, gooey gaga kind of love in meetings is what one player told me. So and it's it's kind of a battle between his offensive coordinator of old, offensive coordinator today. Um, I, I guess the bachelor comes to the NFL and I, maybe he'll make a decision sooner this time around. Boy, the Packers have taken pandering to a whole new level. So they brought in Randall Cobb somebody who Aaron Rodgers wanted. They bring in Tom Clemens, who is the new quarterback's coach. He used to be the quarterback's coach for Aaron Rodgers. And now we're hearing, according to this report from Dunn, that as much as he likes LaFleur, Rodgers has goo-goo eyes for Nathaniel Hackett. So is this going to come down to who does Aaron love the most? And even though he broke off his engagement... Who does he want to get married to professionally? Or no one at all. Why no one at all? Well, then he might retire, and that, that's the other option. I don't think so, he's retired. I doubt it is, but I doubt he is, but it's still not something that... Uh, He'll retire I'd if the Packers out. force his hand and say, mm-hmm. we're not trading you, then I think he will retire. I still think there's probably, that despite everything, all the ups and downs, if you're putting it percentage-wise, I think the, the best shot percentage-wise is that he's here in Denver when all this is done. But I'd say probably it's about it's about 33% at this point. So maybe some... It's pretty of, close, either retirement, Denver, or Green Bay. I don't want to necessarily call it journalism, but maybe some of the best information we have gotten during this past football season was Roger's appearance on the Pat McAfee show. Mm-hmm. Former punter. Uh, he has made a big name from, for himself in the media community. The Aaron Rodgers show has always been on Tuesday. Yeah. Now, Rodgers promised McAfee he would make a big announcement on McAfee's show in person. McAfee recently promised a, quote, big guest on one of his upcoming shows. Rodgers has said he's going to be making a decision sooner than later. Do you think it is a coincidence that McAfee said a big guest is coming on Rodgers always comes on on Tuesday, and Goonkist, for no apparent reason, is having a press conference tomorrow at 11 o'clock Denver time. I think it is a coincidence, and as some Packers reporters have pointed out, he always does a press conference the week before the combine. If there is a combine, and that's a whole other story. We'll get yeah. to that later on. In the well, show. everyone's going. We all know how, in terms of league executives. We'll see how many players actually end up showing up. Although now it looks like that's pivoting in another direction where maybe players will just interview and not work out. But we'll discuss that further. But that that being said, I do I think it's interesting. And also the Broncos are having their coordinators meet the media at noon tomorrow, mountain time. Right. Why? You think there's something with that? 
I think it's all a coincidence. I think I don't think there's anything to it. Would you put a lot of money on that? That it's just a coincidence. The McAfee said a big guest is coming on. Rogers always comes on on Tuesday. McAfee show is that it? That's in Indianapolis, I believe. Are they on East Coast time? Yeah. Ah, oh, interesting. And that probably gets taped in the. Does that get taped in the morning? It's Aaron Rodgers' appearances have usually been in the one o'clock hour Eastern. Eastern. Which is eleven o'clock Eastern, twelve o'clock Central. Which means wait, wait, wait. So wait, one o'clock. Oh, you mean eleven o'clock our time? Eleven o'clock our time. One o'clock Eastern, noon Central. So now here's the thing. Uh huh. That means that if Rogers, he goes on first. No, Rogers would be going on just after Gutekunst and just before the Broncos coordinators. Well. Because Gutekunst is starting at 11 a.m. Mountain Time. Let's do this Mountain Time, okay? Rogers usually does his McAfee appearances in the 11 a.m. hour. But does the show start before that? Starts before that. Well, then you bring them on 15 minutes before. They're not. They're not going to hold it to 11. No, I'm just. I'm just pointing out, like when we, because I've, I've sat through some of these Aaron Rodgers appearances on the McAfee show because. This is the kind of thing you have to do when you're monitoring everything. And, of course, we've played clips on this program. And thank you, Pat McAfee. Yes, with Pat McAfee. And and so it's if that timeline is maintained, his usual timeline for those appearances, Gutekunst would talk first, and then Rogers would talk while Gutekunst is talking, and then the Broncos' assistants would meet the media. But But maybe it's not that. So let's... Go into the mind of Aaron Rodgers. Pat McAfee's show, by the way, starts at 10 a.m. Mountain. Rodgers usually comes on in the second hour. Well, I got to tell you something. See, I'm getting really tired of this story. I'll be honest with you. Oh, I am too. But I didn't miss it last week at all. But it is pretty delicious that all of this could happen tomorrow. At the end of the day, if Aaron Rodgers is going to fly in for this, which he said he was going to do. He said he's flying in. He's not doing the because usually he just pops on from his. Oh living no, room. he's so. What we need to do is we need to find out where Aaron Rod because you're you're good at the whole flight thing. Find well, out- where does McAfee record the show? Is he is he in Indianapolis? I don't know. Let's find this out because you you I know how much you enjoy tracking flights. Let's find out where Aaron Rodgers is. He's not going to be flying commercial. Right? Oh how, gosh, no. So how would he get here? How do we find how do we get him on a manifest seeing if he's actually flying okay. to where Pat McAfee's doing Pat, the show? Pat McAfee's show, his yeah. operations are based in Lawrence, Indiana, out not not far from Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. He relocated there from downtown and uh it's actually in a converted church, believe it or not. Oh. Um I'm thrilled to know that because the question is where would Aaron Rodgers be flying from? I don't know. I I doubt he's... Would he fly from Green Bay? Probably not. Now, remember something. Might be flying from California. You might be be tracking... I can tell you he's not going to be flying from Boulder, but... Well, I have to check. And also... You know, so you're kind of getting excited about this now. Well, I like. Pl- I, I put hey, this in the show notes. Pl- I, I can't believe you were airplane tracking interested. is my thing. What's that? Airplane tracking is kind of my thing. Uh, well, it's no. Is it, it's your thing? 
It's a thing I do well. It's something you specialize in? Part, it's uh, part of what I offer as a reporter. What if it's the maybe he's flying out of Centennial on a Broncos jet, although that would be tampering? Yeah, you can do that. No, he couldn't. That I think the, we should look Here's into the thing. This. If you're Aaron Rodgers, let's uh-huh. say you decided let's say you decided that you um you were moving on. If he's willing to go to do this appearance with his friend Pat McAfee in person, do you think that maybe he would actually be willing to go to the Packers in person and say, I've decided I'm done? No, he said he's breaking the news on that show. I, you, I, I think he's breaking the news publicly. I would like to think he would tell no, he wouldn't. Mark Murphy no. and Matt LaFleur no. No. privately no. before he goes on the air. No, because Aaron Rodgers is the type of guy who would let Gudenkiss do his press conference totally in the dark, and then right when it ends, Rodgers would come out and say, I want to be traded. Yeah, that's who he is. He might have done that a year ago, but what about this repaired relationship between Gudekunst and Rodgers? Don't what you a, think they built it? something that has a little more mutual respect than that? I'm willing to bet that Rodgers would tell Gudekunst first. The question is, would he do it in person or would he do it just via a text or a phone call? Well, then you know, if he's flying all the way to Indianapolis yeah. in February. Mm-hmm. To go on his buddy Pat McAfee's podcast, mm-hmm. I would think he'd be willing to take that extra step and go to Green Bay and tell them in person if he was not coming back. Now, if he were coming back, I think he'd just pick up the phone wherever he is, call and say, hey, I'm in. Let's run it back. I, if he's leaving, I think he would go in person. You would expect that from most people. But would it be surprising if that wasn't the way Aaron Rodgers worked? It wouldn't surprise me. There but, you the, go. but at the same time, I think a year ago I would have expected maybe the cold kind of remote thing. Yeah. If he were leaving now, I would expect the the, the news to come face to face and before he tells the world at large. Coming up after the break, LeBron James said something very interesting during All-Star Weekend on where he is going to end his career. At least he believes he knows where he's going to end his career. We'll tell you why he believes this and why he's doing it. Could it be Denver? That's next. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back, Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason, watch us, milehighsports.com. You can reach us. On the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed, at Mace Denver, at Eric Goodman. If you are looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, want to tell you about Optimum Golf. 
What a great place to go when the weather isn't good and the weather is not going to be good for the rest of the week. So if you're looking to keep your golf game sharp, highly recommend you go to Optimum Golf in the Park Hill or Rhino neighborhoods. Keep your game ready for the season, and the season is coming up soon. It's hard to believe. Next week is March. Now is the time to get your custom-fit, custom-built clubs. Get some lessons as well from their award-winning pros. Plus, you can keep your swing in shape by going into one of their virtual bays and playing all kinds, all kinds of different, well, all kinds of different courses uh, from around the world. I just played at Torrey Pines when I played out there. It was an absolute blast. Uh, they have leagues. They have tournaments. You can host a private party. Book your tee time today at theoptimumgolf.com. And we're going to give away 100 bucks. In the second hour of the show, you can get a lesson with Kyle, who teaches my daughter, and he does a great job. Or you can get two hours in the simulator. Time now for The Buzz. The Buzz is presented by Mighty Plumbing and Heating. Why does Mighty Plumbing and Heating have over 600 five-star reviews? No one has better service, and they will meet or beat any written offer. Go to MightyPH.com. Okay, Mace, LeBron James made some news over the weekend saying that he plans on playing with his son, Bronny, during his final NBA season, and he will do whatever it takes to play with him. LeBron set to become a free agent at the end of next season. Bronny is a four-star prospect right now. He's a junior, so if he is able to go directly to the pros after his senior season, that means he could go if if that's still allowed. I don't know what's going to change in the next however many years. And LeBron will be a free agent to play wherever he wants. If you were a GM and LeBron is still playing at a high level, would this make you more inclined to draft his son, who, by the way, many experts look at currently as a second-round draft pick? Sure. I mean, maybe not as a top-five pick, but if you're picking, like, 20th in the first round, why not? I mean, legit, he is a at this moment, already a legitimate four-star prospect who has drawn interest, and I believe Kentucky's actually offered him a scholarship. I know the the schools recruiting him are Kentucky, Carolina, Duke, Kansas, okay? They wouldn't be on him if he, all those schools wouldn't be on him if he didn't have some legit chops to him. And if it might get you LeBron James, who even though he's got to manage things, is still a productive player and could still be a very productive player a couple of years from now, albeit probably with some load management. That, that's worth it. If you're picking like 20th. Sure. Absolutely. I would. What if there are a couple of other players you just like better, but you're, you're also thinking about what you'd get by adding LeBron James too, for probably one season. Yeah. But if you're close, I mean, it depends where you are as a franchise. I'm not sure. Let's put it this way. If I'm uh, from the Orlando Magic, I'm not doing this because they're probably still going to be in heavy rebuild mode. The question would be uh, if would you, want be, da- you want daddy in your ear saying my son should get more playing time. I mean, this could be potentially more toxic than LeVar Ball. Do you think that LeBron James would do that? I want to be on the court with my son. That's why I came here. Not so I can practice with him. I want to be on the court with him. Now you have the Ken king. Griffey, Ken Griffey Sr. wanted to play with Ken Griffey Jr. Yeah, the difference is is that Jr. was better than Senior. How about uh, Mark Howe with Gordie Howe? 
back for the Hartford Whalers back in the early 80s. What was what was Gordy 50 at the time? Yeah, it was 52. There we go. I think LeBron... <laughs> and he can still put it in the net at 52. I think LeBron is doing his son a tremendous disservice by doing this. Because Bronny, for as good as he might be, and listen, he might turn out to be LaMelo Ball, who just played in the All-Star game. Listen, once LeVar Ball started dialing it back, his son seemed to have more success, right? Mm-hmm. What if what if Bronny becomes the 15th overall pick in the draft because they want LeBron? And then LeBron plays one year, makes small dent in the playoffs, and then they're stuck with Bronny. And let's say Bronny's not very good. This kid will get so much heat. This is the ultimate in nepotism. He is not doing his son any favors. Oh, it's and clearly the, nepotism. There's right. no doubt about that. But the pressure mm-hmm. he is putting on his son to perform is way too much. I understand why he's doing it, why he wants to play with his son. That makes perfect sense to me. But the pressure you are putting on your son, who will likely go much higher, potentially, in the draft than he should, and then LeBron's gone, then they're stuck with this kid. Let's say it turns out not to be very good. I mean, right now... Looking at some recruit some recruiting services in in this class, I saw that he was I saw one that had him ranked thirtieth. So basically, the thirtieth I saw him ranked fourth. Yeah, that's what. And honestly, that's part. That's why I settled at about twenty. Okay, because if he's the thirtieth best player in his year in his age bracket, as it were, uh, picking him twentieth and and right in the back half of the first round. It's not like the first round in the NFL. We know this. Well, I understand that. But yeah. but let's just say for the sake of argument, there's a team that feels they're a player away. Maybe they made a trade a couple years mm-hmm. prior, and now they're sitting with the 10th overall pick in the draft. Brownie, they don't want you. Yeah, that's too- they, they They want your dad, and you are going to be the one feeling the heat. Remember, the higher the draft pick you are, the more pressure there is on you to perform. No doubt. And I think 10, at this moment, unless he makes a huge surge, I think 10 is too high. But some team that is close, and you can make the case, well, nobody that close is going to be picking in 10. That's why I, that's why I put a disclaimer on that. Mm-hmm. Maybe there was a trade from a couple of years ago that now moves a really good team into the top 10, <clears throat> right? And they want LeBron, but they don't want Bronny. And then you have the headaches of LeBron telling the coach to put my son in because I came here to play with him. I didn't come here to practice with him. I didn't come with here to room with him on the road. You have LeVar Ball in your house. And the only reason he went there was to play with his son. How toxic could that be? Not to mention if he's drafted way too high. He's not doing his son any favors. Of course he's not, but... Well, no, I, but that's but, not the question. But the question was: Would you? The original question was: Would you draft Bronny James if it meant that you could get a year of LeBron James? You could sign LeBron James. That's fine. So I'll ask you: yeah. Is he doing his son a disservice? Yes, he is. Yeah, it's a shame because the perception is going to be that he ha- that he owes his draft status to his dad. That's right. So it doesn't he, matter if the perception is true or not. The perception becomes reality in people's minds. The only reason he was a first-round pick is because of daddy. Here's something else, and I love LeBron James. By the way, like looking at uh, NBADraftRoom.com, mm-hmm. you know where they have him currently uh, penciled in right now? As a junior. In the 2024 draft. Yeah. That's the first year he'd be eligible. Okay. 
26th pick. Okay. But he'll get drafted higher than that, more than likely. That's what I, yeah. And and it, he, he becomes a top 10 pick. That brings with it expectation. By the that way. May, that may not reflect uh, the, the true the true level. I mean, look, I mean, look at what we're seeing from Bones Highland right now. He's an eight. He's, he's, get, he's averaging north of eight points per game. Solid bench player. That, that's a home run in year one for what was it? Pick 2023. Right. right. Yeah. Well, one more quick thing. I love LeBron James. I think he's a great player. Might be the most physically gifted player in NBA history. I'd say he's the best, most physically gifted because of his size, his strength. Um, he's arguably in the playoffs, the most clutch shooter of all time. Right. We'll get to that later in the show, by the way, too, mm-hmm. but I digress. To me, he is killing his reputation. He is becoming a carpet bagger. Because he was asked about playing in Cleveland again, third time. Now that Cleveland's actually putting something together. That's what I mean. <laughs> He's open to playing in Cleveland. He is becoming the guy that when things aren't going well, he wants to move on. And you know what? That's not a good look for one of the best players of all time. You know what that tells me? You don't have the leadership to get your team through it. Now, I understand there are injuries. You don't have the leadership to get Russell Westbrook and Carmelo Anthony on the same page. You're just going where it's where it's sunny and warm. You're not willing to ride out the winter. You know, not so much uh, in terms of climate, but in terms of uh, of sports. You know what this reminds me of? The last years of Brett Favre. Not so much the indecision of whether to play or not, but just going from team to team. Went from the Packers to the Jets. The Jets didn't work out, quickly, quickly pivoted and went to the Vikings. I think it uh, diminishes the reputation a little bit. That's what I'm when saying. When you become a team hopper at the end of your career. I mean, people are gonna in Cleveland are going to say, wow, we're, we'd love to have him back. Third time? They will love to have the him back. The fans would. I'm not sure management would. No, because, because he didn't they, get along with Dan Gilbert. Right. And Dan all, Gilbert couldn't get rid of him fast enough. And they've done such a good job coming out of LeBron right. putting together a team that actually appears to be sustainable. Right, because they're young. Coming up after the break, ESPN's Jeff Legwald wrote a blog talking about the best and worst case scenarios for the Broncos. What does he think is the best? What does he think is the worst? That's next. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman, Mason. Watch us at You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, not retail, but wholesale, go to rmfp.com. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending. Presented by Silterhar Mazda. Get to Silterhar in Broomfield for a no-pressure buying experience at Silterhar Mazda or find them at sthmazda.com. Okay, every Monday on the show, we do the Rocky Mountain Forest product shout-out question to our friends Ty, Cal, Kate, and Evan from the Just Us Guys podcast and uh, ESPN's Jeff Legwald wrote a blog talking about the best and worst-case scenarios for the Broncos. So, this is the best. 
They end up with a solution at quarterback that goes beyond the next two years, and they didn't have to surrender all of their prime draft capital to do it. In what scenario does this happen? Because I can think of one, and one only. The draft. That's it. Yes. That's it. That's uh, Kenny Pickett, Matt Corral, Malik Willis, and they're a home run. One of those three. Right. Do you consider that to be the best scenario? Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Yes. You have a guy cost-controlled for five years if you want to pick up his fifth-year option. don't sacrifice any draft capital. And you have a ton of cap space to Mm. bring in guys to help out. Gives you basically a five-year window if that guy hits. Think about this for a second. Ryan Ramchek, a guy the Broncos could have had in the draft. Mm -hmm. The Saints are up against it. When it comes to the cap, they're not up against it. They've blown by it. They're on a horizon line beyond the beyond the cap. And the Packers are heading that direction if they bring back Aaron Rodgers. Right. So with that, maybe the uh, maybe George Payton says, "I'll tell you what, we'll take Ramchak off you. Be more than happy to. Yeah, we'll give you a little draft capital for it, and we got our right tackle. The flexibility that you have with a young cost control quarterback who's good is immense. I mean, there's talk in uh, Cincinnati, for example, sitting there with Joe Burrow going into year three of his cost control window that uh, they may trade for Orion Ramchek or Laramie Tunsil right. to bolster their offensive line. They can do that because they're sitting on all their draft capital and they have a cost control QB. That is easily the best case scenario. Guys, what do you think? All right, let's talk about the worst case scenario. This is what Legwald writes. Of the past four NFL franchises sold, Carolina, Buffalo, Cleveland, and Jacksonville, only Buffalo has emerged from the process as a consistent, well-built playoff contender. Do you believe this could be a potential major headache? If you get the wrong ownership in there, yes. Ask Washington. Daniel Snyder had the capital to buy that team back in 1999 from the estate of Jack Kent Cook. And over time, turned a franchise that was widely regarded as one of the league's best and most well-run outfits for decades right. into a laughing stock. And it's all because of one person, right? One or one ownership group, but it's mainly him. But is it fair to say, outside of Snyder and maybe Jerry Jones, who has dialed it back. I understand he's the GM, mm-hmm. but his son has done a lot of the work. Right. That a lot of people... It's easy to poke fun at Jerry Jones. And it was successful early. I mean, he he did improve with Jimmy Johnson, got him in, did improve the Cowboys, give him well, credit for how things started. Hold on. Okay. Jimmy Johnson made the draft picks. It was Jimmy Johnson's yeah. idea to make the Herschel Walker trade. He hired the right guy. No one is going to argue that, but once Jimmy... And he wrote the checks, too. Right. Well, he wanted to win. Yeah, exactly. He but had the resources, once, and he used them wisely. But once Jimmy Johnson left, Jerry Jones is like, I can step in and do this, and then after they won with Barry Switzer, and oh, by the that way... That was the worst thing that happened to the Cowboys in retrospect. Well, also, uh, I, I've I've seen a documentary on it, and I've I've read about it, Barry Switzer is the guy who drove Troy Aikman out of the league. Yeah. Troy Aikman did not want to play for Barry Switzer anymore. But, you know, Jerry Jones, after winning all those Super Bowls with Jerry Johnson, you know what that's similar to? Jimmy Johnson, you know what that's similar to? Josh McDaniels winning his first six games. He felt entitled he could do no wrong, and he did a lot wrong. So my point in all of this is 
there are more owners like Pat Bolin in this league than there are Daniel Snyders and Jerry Jones. Yes. And here's the thing. As an owner, if you're meddling, that's one thing. You can also be a really bad decision maker, too. But you already have George Payton and Nathaniel Hackett in place. So if you believe in Payton, and you know me, I'm on board with Payton, and we'll see what Nathaniel Hackett does, then the owner just needs to sit back and watch and not be a meddler, right? So unless you have a Daniel Snyder personality and you say, we got to draft RG3 with the second overall pick in the draft, and if you have confidence in Peyton, I don't I don't see this being a problem. Yeah, owners get impatient, um, though. I mean, I can think, you talk about like uh, uh, owners who kind of dictate the picks. You mentioned Daniel Snyder, the late Bud Adams back in 06 insisted on Vince Young for the Tennessee Titans. That was one reason why Jay Cutler ended up in Denver. Well, if we're being completely honest. Because the story is because Mike Shanahan outsourced the scouting of Jay Cutler to Jeff Fisher, who was sitting with the number three pick with the Tennessee Titans. Fisher knew they weren't going to pick Cutler because his owner, Bud Adams, had told him, we're taking Vince Young. Here's the thing, though. And then Shanahan trusted Jeff Fisher. If we're being completely honest here, nobody hit a home run with those first three quarterbacks. Leinart was a bust. Cutler was the best of the three by far. And he and he was not a bust. He was all. a he was a perfectly fine starting quarterback for a decade. Who pissed off a lot of his teammates and couldn't yeah. really win in the playoffs. Couldn't couldn't get over the hump. Right. So as a first round pick, I'm not going to call him a bust, but I will say he underachieved for where he was drafted. He's about average. Like he's basically if you if you factor in the true busts, and there are plenty of first round busts. He's not a bust. Jay Cutler is basically an average first-round quarterback. That's right. What do we have coming up on Mountain High Appliance, just in case you missed it? It's not often that pro sports teams and leagues really uh, cooperate that much with each other, but there's going to be a new collaboration coming soon, and it's from two leagues in the same sport. What is that partnership? That's coming up next right here on Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason on Mile High Sports. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, I've been telling you about Siltahar Mazda and Siltahar Motors for a long time. They've been in the business and serving our community for over 60 years. With that, I want to bring in the vice president of Siltahar Motors, my friend Greg Larson. How are you, buddy? Good afternoon, Eric. I'm staying warm and cozy. How are you? So wait, you just got back from Phoenix. Now you're going to Cabo. What is? I mean, seriously? 
If I had, if I had, uh, if I had uh, my do over, I would uh, not change a thing. You know what? I like your style. Uh, there's a sales term: good, better, and best. Good is going to be is going to be pre-owned. Better is pre-owned certified, and then best is obviously new. Let's go with the better. And that is pre-owned certified. What does that mean? And what advantage does that give you over buying something at Silta Har Mazda that is pre-owned? Well, when you come in and you do some shopping uh, for a certified car, it means that our uh, technician has a uh, a long checklist of items that he's got to sign off on before it'll pass those tests. We're not just doing a safety and putting it out on the lot. We're going to check measurements. We're going to make sure tires are are uh, acceptable and ready to go. We're going to make sure it has all the equipment it's supposed to from the day that it was sold brand new. And you're going to get a car that is fully emission, reconditioned, and uh, as near new as uh, as you can get. In addition to that, when you get certified, you get some buyer uh, uh, advantages like uh, a five-day exchange privilege. If you uh, you know if you get home and it's not quite the car you thought it was going to be. Uh, you can exchange it for anything on my lot up to five five days, 250 miles. In addition to that, it's going to take that extended warranty, and it's going to bounce it out. Uh, some cases up to a hundred thousand miles. Uh, really, for you to uh, to get a warranty. So I want to make sure I heard you correctly. If you buy pre-owned certified, you're you're going to extend the warranty by a hundred thousand miles. Is there a cost for that, or does that? No, it, it comes included wow. with the uh, purchase of the certified pre-owned. And it's up to 100000 It doesn't give you a full 100000 from the day you buy it. Right. But it's certainly going to give you that peace of mind that when you drive it off the lot, hey, if something uh, if something goes wrong, then uh, a dealer that's been around for 60 years is going to have your back. It's going to take care of you. And uh, considering I'm on site most of the time, even if I'm in Cabo or Phoenix, I'm a phone call away to handle any of those concerns a customer might have. Okay, so interest rates are creeping up a little bit. Very few people have the opportunity to buy something in cash. How great are your finance options right now? Uh, it's one of the uh, pride uh, components of Siltar Motors. We have uh, all the credit unions locally signed up. We have some of the banks that uh, give us the rates on those certified pre-owns. A lot of times as simple as uh, 1.9% financing still hmm. can be had out there. And then I have an exclusive uh, uh, used car leasing company we don't talk enough about. You know, a lot of times people come in and they're looking for that low monthly payment. Cars these days with the inflation have got so expensive that a lot of times, man, if you could just get me a payment in the two to $300 range, uh, it would be a perfect car, especially in the snow and the all-wheel drive. I have CX-5s on the lot that are pre-owned that I can lease through my uh, leasing company. Get you those payments with very limited money down under $300 a month, and you're driving off and now uh, you're certified pre-owned car. If, if you want to do something like that, how many miles would come with that? Because I know yeah, you they, pay more for miles. Sure, and, and, and the uh, more miles you drive, obviously, the uh, more we have to take into consideration. But we can customize that. We can get 10,000 miles a year up to 20,000 miles per year. And just depending mm. on the customer's uh, pattern of driving, uh, we'll tailor it to what they're looking for, make sure that they... Uh, stay within those guidelines. All right, let's, Pretty talk, neat plan. let's talk about our language. Mazda CX-5, CX-30, comfortably fit your golf clubs, right? Comfortably fit your golf clubs. Hey, and uh, you know, uh, we're about uh, 20 days away or so from getting our uh, brand new CX-50, hmm. which is 
the uh, all-wheel drive outdoor uh, version of the CX-5. It's going to give the customer a little more ground clearance. Uh, maybe uh, maybe a guy that's uh, doing a tent in the back of the uh, of the Colorado mountains. Hmm. He wants to get back in those tight places. The CX-50 is going to be dynamite. That's a brand new product we're going to launch here in about 20 days. And those will fit your golf clubs as well. Speaking of that, how is your golf game, Mr. Phoenix Cabo? Well, I, I played uh, I played down in Phoenix, and it uh, the rust from the uh, winter weather showed <laughs> on my short game. I promise you that the drives were just fine. Yeah, short game, a little tough. Where'd you play? Played at the Phoenician uh, out there, and then uh, went to the Phoenix Open on Sunday and watched uh, those guys. I wasn't on sixteen; I was on seventeen when uh, uh, when those guys hit their hole in ones on Saturday and Sunday. And the beer was flowing, and the parties were happening. And it was a great time. Okay, I, please tell me you didn't throw your ten dollar beer; that you actually drank it. <laughs> I'm not. I'm, I'm not wasting a beer on somebody else's hole in one. There you go, my buying, man. I'm buying, and that's about it. <laughs> How do people get get a hold of you? Hey, it's easy. They can, uh, you know, they can uh, call us uh, at 303-469-1801. Uh, they can swing by and just come on in on the corner of. Wadsworth Boulevard, Highway 36 in Broomfield, or they can sit at home in this wonderful weather we got in the cold and click on sthmotors.com, and I'll get them to all of our website. They could do their research, compare prices, and get their trade value. Greg, enjoy Cabo. I'm, Rachel's coming with you, right? Yep, yep. Celebration of a birthday party. We'll, we'll be down there with the cold drinks in hand and uh, – enjoy the uh, warm weather down there for the weekend. Enjoy yourself, my friend. Have a great day. Thanks, Eric. Take care. See you. Time now for the final word. The final word is presented by the McKenzie Law Firm. Don't wait before it's too late. Protect your family by setting up a will, living will, or estate plan with Dan McKenzie at themckenziefirm.com. Just in case you missed it. Presented by Mountain High Appliance, Colorado's favorite appliance store for 25 years in Louisville, Colorado Springs, and now open in their new store in Littleton. Go to mountainhighappliance.com. Just in case you missed it, the XFL and NFL have reached an agreement to collaborate in order to experiment with innovations in equipment, new rules, and also to develop prospective coaches and officials. Now, it's not necessarily... To develop players but there will be some of that too i'm sure mace you've said for a long time the nfl needs a developmental league do you guys think that this partnership takes the first step in that direction it's a, it's a potential first step yes it's also interesting that they do this now when the usfl is ramping up to start uh, this coming april uh with eight teams all based in and around birmingham alabama for that for the first season so look i don't think the landscape has room for two spring leagues here so i think this is the nfl kind of firing in a, an opening salvo and deciding kind of uh, what they want what league they want to see em emerge and for the nfl it's great because they're not covering the costs on on the xfl they are simply uh, helping out with staffing and officiating uh they've made it both sides have made it clear it's not going to be a minor league uh, it's not going to be like NFL Europe. To me, that's the step it needs to take, but it's not the worst thing in the world. I agree. I mean, it would be good for the NFL on a lot of mm -hmm. different levels. I wonder if these leagues might merge at some point, too. There was talk about 
before the pandemic about what was left about the uh, XFL, maybe even incorporating some of the uh, uh, AAF markets from 2019, that league that went up, uh, that went under um, into into their mix. So kind of all in flux. Everyone keeps everyone keeps trying on these spring leagues, Danny. Everyone keeps trying. People love football, so uh, I'll probably tune in for a little bit of the USFL, but we'll see. I'm I think I'm more excited for the XFL. Just in case you missed it, Pittsburgh Steelers have hired Brian Flores as a defensive assistant and linebackers coach. Are you surprised Flores has a new NFL job already, considering he is currently suing the league and three teams? No, and I'm not surprised at the team that he went to. The aforementioned Rooney rule came out of Pittsburgh. Good for him. Good that he has a job. He probably thought that he would never work again. And, you know, it's it's a safe haven to go to the Pittsburgh Steelers organization, especially with their head coach, Mike Tomlin. Uh, on a side note, it's nice to see that the Broncos have been so incredibly inclusive as mm-hmm. well with their minority hires. So I, I think this has sent shockwaves through the NFL, specifically the owners, unless they, you know, well, what they can claim in court is we get the message. We're, we're, we're making things happen. Yeah, but at some point, there's going to continue to be the demand for it to translate to actual head coaching positions. But I imagine, uh, wouldn't be surprised, I imagine that may bear itself out more in next year's cycle rather than this year's cycle. Right. All right, uh, coming up after the break, Mace, you're going to be going to the NFL Combine coming up later this month. The question is, how many players are you going to see there? Are you going to see the usual lot or maybe half? We'll explain why it could be half. That's next. 